Hey folks, this is your host, Howard Blend, and welcome to Howard's Blend. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Distance to Empty, a new psychological experience from writer, director, actor, producer, Stefan Mohammedy. As soon as I have the new information on the crowdfunding campaign or the new crowdfunding campaign, I will let you all know. In this episode of Howard's Blend. Talkers stand where the person who's speaking, it gives them the impression that the person that they're talking to is paying attention to what they're saying. That their focus is on them. They're not being distracted. I know from personal experience that when I'm talking to somebody and they may be looking at their phone or they're looking left or right, looking at the hot chick walking by, although I I will give a pass on that one. That's okay. That's okay in my book. But they're not paying attention to me. And it's like, why the fuck am I wasting my time talking to this person when they're not even paying attention to what I have to say? And it makes me upset. It's showing the talker that you are is showing the talker that you have their undivided attention. And so it's, it's a show of respect because they're taking their time to say something to you. We should listen. Okay, peeps. This episode, we're going to go over how to improve upon a skill that I feel everybody in the world could improve upon. And that is the skill of listening. So you know, whether it's a personal or professional setting, listening is extremely important. So listening to friends, listening to family or significant other on the professional side, listen to your boss, or if you are the boss, listening to your employees, and even above all that, listening to your customers, or if you're in the networking and you want to listen to your business contacts, it's extremely important to know how to listen well. We're going to go over three tips that I use or I should say, when I use them, my understanding of what people are saying goes up because I listen or I'm listening better. Now, as I said, when I use them, there are times when I don't use them and then my listening ability is shit because my mind is wandering in 100 different places and I'm not focusing on what they are saying. So, tip number one, eye contact. One-on-one conversation, I'm listening to somebody else talking, I'm going to look them in the eye. By looking them in the eye, I don't mean like wide, buggy eye, like I'm some meth head or on the other side, you know, like I'm squinting or scowling, like really, really squinting or scowling at them like I'm Charles Bronson from Death Wish or something like that. I use what I call soft eyes. Now, I can't take credit for that term. I heard it a long time ago. I don't know who said it. And I don't even know if the way I interpret it is the way it was meant by the person who I heard it from. But soft eyes, mean by that is just relaxed eyes. Like the way your eyes would be if you're just having a casual conversation with somebody or as as my podcast mentor, Mr. Mark Jeffrey would call it, you're having a chat with somebody in the pub over a pint. So just relaxed eyes. If it's a more serious conversation, then I guess you could be a little bit more intense, maybe squint your eyes a little bit. And that brings up the point 
where you can either have relaxed eyes or squinty eyes a little bit where you get a little bit of crow's feet. If any of my listeners are younger, you might not know what the hell that is, but it's basically the little lines that form at the side just to the left and right of your left eyeball and right eyeball makes little lines there. They call it crow's feet because it kind of looks like the feet of a crow. But basically just relaxed eyes. Why is that important? Well, from the talker's standpoint, the person who's speaking, it gives them the impression that the person that they're talking to is paying attention to what they're saying, that their focus is on them. They're not being distracted. I know from personal experience that when I'm talking to somebody and they may be looking at their phone or they're looking left or right, looking at the hot chick walking by, although I I will give a pass on that one. That's okay. That's okay in my book. But they're not paying attention to me. And it's like, why the fuck am I wasting my time talking to this person when they're not even paying attention to what I have to say? And it makes me upset. It's showing the talker that you are Right, so you're showing the talker that you have their undivided attention. And so it's, it's a show of respect because they're taking their time to say something to you. We should listen. On the listener's side, when I look somebody in the eye, because this is my tip, so I'm speaking for myself. When I look somebody in the eye, I'm focusing more on what they have to say. So what I just the example I just gave, if the hot chicks walk, hot chicks, well, I guess, yeah, that would be even better, hot chicks. But if a hot chick walks by, and I'm looking at her, I'm paying attention to her, I'm not paying attention on what the person is saying. And so they may be feeling the same thing I felt when the other people were not listening to me. That's disrespectful. So I need to pay attention to what they're saying because I'm paying attention on the chick and I'm not paying attention to what they're saying, then I'm not going to understand them. And they're going to be like, hey, what the fuck? There are times when I do break eye contact, which I'm going to explain in the next tip. So I have specific circumstances when I will break eye contact, but we're going to explain that now. So tip number two is nonverbal communication or nonverbal confirmation that you understand, you don't understand, etc. So going off of what I just said with number one, the times that I break eye contact would be if I'm having like an intense conversation with someone. So just last week, I had like over a four-hour conversation with my great friend. He lives across the street in the apartment across the street from me. And like I said, we talked for over four hours on a wide variety of topics. Although I'm I'm sure he wouldn't be weirded out if I just always looked him in the eye because he's, he's a really cool dude. But I've known from past experience that when you constantly just keep eye contact with someone, especially if it's a long, involved conversation where... The person may be speaking for a minute, two minutes, three minutes, you know, or, or more that sometimes it can kind of make them feel uneasy that they're just, you're just constantly looking at them in the eye. So as I said, if it's like an intense, deep conversation and they're going to be saying something that may be like a minute, two minutes or longer then every 30, 30 seconds to a minute, it's, it's really up to you. You kind of have to play the situation. You know, you can kind of feel the the atmosphere and of the of the talk and you kind of have to play it by ear but i'll kind of look away for three to five seconds and then look back now when i got the idea to use this or i guess when i got the idea to 
I think of a way to say it. When I got the idea to use this as an episode, I guess that works. When I got the idea to use this topic as an episode, yeah, it sounds better. Um, I kind of paid attention to doing that because I, I, I noticed that I actually do that kind of automatically. I don't know. Maybe I've trained myself to do that, to kind of look away. And I noticed every time I do it, I look down and to the right. I don't know if that's because I'm right-handed or if it's... Now, I'm not an expert on brain function, but my understanding, you know, what is it? The left side of your brain controls the right side of your body and vice versa. Maybe it's because I look down and to the right because the left side of my brain is, which I guess is the more intellectual side. <laughs> yeah, me and intellectual. Uh, yeah, those don't, do, those don't go together. At least that's what the wife would say. But um, the left side of my brain is maybe working to intellectually understand what the person is saying, like in a logical way. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the way I do things. I don't know. Maybe it has nothing to do with that. But going back to the main part of, the, of this particular tip with the nonverbal communication is head nods. When somebody's talking, it's kind of standard for people to kind of nod their head that they either under that they understand and they should be kind of tilting their head over to the right or left and maybe squinting their eyes like a little bit into like a pushing their eyebrows together like furrowing their brow to convey nonverbally that they don't understand you don't have to bob your head up and down like a bobblehead but just kind of slightly go up and down showing that hey i understand or as I just said, tilting your head either left or right. And that kind of, or at least that should tell the speaker if they're attuned to the audience. And that's could be a whole other episode is, hey, if you're a speaker, you need to be paying attention to your audience, whether it's one person or multiple people. But that should tell the speaker that this person's not really picking up what you're putting down. So you either need to repeat it or say it in a more simple way or a way that they can understand it. Just like with the first tip, how is, or I should say, why is this important? Well, for the speaker side, just like with eye contact, it shows that the person who they're talking to is understanding what they're saying. You're nodding your head up and down. That tells the speaker, okay, they understand what they're saying. You kind of have a questioning look on your face. That's telling the speaker, okay, maybe they don't understand what I'm saying. Again, I need to either repeat it or say it another way. Now, on the listener's side, it's a little bit more complicated because you could be hearing them and you could be nodding your head up and down, but you really don't have no fucking clue what they're saying. So it comes to being honest as a listener. You need to be honest. And this is really true just for being a human. Everybody tells lies. Humans are not honest all the time, but just saying with regards to listening, you need to be honest and if you don't understand, have a questioning look on your face. Tilt your head to the side. You convey to them non-verbally that you don't understand what they're saying. So an example would be if my boss came to me and said, Howard, I need to get a report on usage for all these rules and switches and firewalls and routers, and I need them by the end of this day. And I kind of look at him and I nod my head up and down as if I understand. He gets the idea that, okay, Howard understands what I'm asking. He goes on his business. I'd have no clue what I'm saying, but I just kind of nod my head just to kind of get him off my back at that moment in time. And then I go tell him two hours later, well, what was it you asked again? I'm not sure. Well, then now he's going to be pissed off. He or she, as it say, the boss, is going to be pissed off because now I've wasted two hours. 
reports needed by the end of the day. So if it's an eight hour day, you got six more hours, you wasted two hours. When, when he asked me, I could have just tilted my head or furrowed my brow, give the impression that I don't really understand. And the boss, it's up to the boss then to explain to me again, or at least you know, go into more detail about what they need in a way that I can understand what they're asking for. It's incumbent upon me as the listener to be honest and to tell in this way, non-verbally to the talker that either I understand what you're saying or I don't understand what you're saying. Well, okay. Tip number three, and that is verbal communication. And I'll add on to this confirming questions or questions that you don't understand slash clarifications. It's kind of a long, <laughs> very long tip number three, but I'll add a bonus to tip number three, and that'll be when I finish this part. Just like with nonverbal communication, there's verbal communication that you are understanding what somebody's saying. Common ones are, mm-hmm, okay, gotcha, I understand. Oh, well, what's another one? 10-4. I know, does anybody ever say 10-4 other than what truck drivers anymore? Shout out to all truck drivers there. It's just basically a verbal cue to the listener that you understand. So using my, the example of the boss, if he says, Howard, I need those reports by the end of the day. Then I would shake my head up and down and go, yes, sir, or I got you, or I understand. I probably wouldn't say I got you to my boss. I would say understood, sir, or yes, sir. That's a verbal cue to my boss that I understand what he's saying. And on the uh, other side, in the contrast, if I don't understand what he's saying, then it's, it's important for me to tell my boss, no, sir, I don't understand. Or what, wait, what? I guess I wouldn't say what to my boss. I would just say, sir, I don't understand. Or, hey, could you repeat that? Or, sir, could you please show me this or that or whatever? Just a verbal confirmation that I don't understand him. Now, in a casual conversation, it would be like, huh? What? Or, what was that? Or, I don't understand. Something, something simple. We do it all the time. Why is it important? You know, I'm just going back to what I just said in the nonverbal. And I'll start from the listener this time. From the listener's standpoint, again, we have to be honest. You have to be honest when you don't understand. So I don't understand the boss, and it's vital that I tell the boss, hey, I don't understand. You need to explain it to me in another way, or I've never done this before. Can you show me how to do it or get somebody to show me how to do it? Or who do I talk to to show me how to run these reports? You know, whatever. And on the speaker side, again, it's a show of respect. It's a show that the person listening to you is understanding what you're saying. And when I said at the very, very beginning, when it's important in a business setting, that your skill, your ability to listen well and improve upon it. If the example that I gave was actually the case where I don't tell my boss and I don't do it with nonverbal cues and I don't do it with verbal cues and I don't, don't kind of furrow my brow and don't tell him, hey, sir, no, I, I really don't understand how to run reports. Or I look at him and nod my head and say, okay, got you or understood, sir. And then I really don't understand. And then after I ask him for confirmation, what do I need to do or ask him for help? And then he gets pissed off. Well, then now from that point on, he's going to say, well, Howard's not as dependable as I thought because he just wasted two hours of time where he could have been much more productive. He could have gotten the reports done in five hours. 
and then had three hours to do other work. Now he's wasted two hours. If it takes him five hours, he's only got one hour left. Who the fuck knows? But I've lost respect in the eyes of my boss. And it would be the same if, you know, a boss did that to the employees. The boss would lose respect with his employees, his or her employees, if they don't listen to the employees. So it's, it's just like the saying, you know, respect goes both ways. Now, going back to the tip where I said confirming questions or questions that you don't understand slash statements. This is related to when I first learned about active listening. I don't remember how long ago it was. It was pretty long ago, and this is not really supposed to be an active listening episode, but I remember this tip, or as you could say, tips, or in this case, this episode, sub-tips for active listening, and I've used it ever since. So confirming questions, either that you understand or questions that you don't understand. An example of this from this very podcast was when I interviewed Mr. Hussein Abdullah. He's the CEO, founder and CEO of H.A. Homes. Wonderful guy, very, very, very intelligent, very down-to-earth fellow. Going back when I remember we were talking about, but I believe he was discussing the details of how he was able to get his first deal for his first piece of real estate, and he explained it. And I remember at the end of it, I asked him, I was like, okay, I apologize. I'm not really savvy with real estate. Would you mind going over that again? I apologize. I really wasn't able to understand all of what you said. I'm asking him a question. Hey, I, could you go over that again? I really wasn't able to understand it. I was being honest with him, but I'm also asking a question, asking him to say again, or I explain again his first deal. So then I can understand and being the great guy that he is, he was like, absolutely sure. And then he explained it in a way where I could understand it. I remember when he was re explaining it again, you know, I, then I, I threw out one or two. I don't remember exactly how many, but I would say, oh, okay, you got that because, oh, okay, that was because of this. And that was because of that. So it's like what I was saying, it's, I'm asking a question. And then as he's explaining again, I'm kind of throwing in little bits here and there, and that's showing him that, okay, he's understanding what I'm saying because Howard's putting two and two together, and he's uh, picking up what Mr. Abdullah is putting down. I think I got that right. In that case, asking him the question is a sign of respect because if I would have just said, oh, okay, I got it, well, let's next question, and then further down in the interview, he said something that related to him explaining his first deal, and then it completely goes over my head when then he knows for sure that I didn't understand what he said, and I was just bullshitting him. And so I'd rather somebody be honest with me, even if I have to explain it again or whatever, than to bullshit me. Don't bullshit people. So that's an example of a clarifying question slash statement. It basically just like the other tips that I provided, it's showing the speaker, the person talking, that you're listening to what they're saying, that they have your undivided attention. And again, even if you don't understand what you're saying, as long as you're asking questions about it, then a good, decent speaker is going to be willing, more than willing and happy to explain it to you again, because at least they know, hey, this person's trying to listen. They're just trying to understand it. And then on the other side, if you're asking questions and you're clarifying statements, then 
if the speaker then corrects you like, no, 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 that wasn't it. It's because of this, this, and this. Well, then you're understanding them better. So you're throwing things out and, you know, they're throwing it back and you're getting confirmation, whether you, you're getting confirmation, I should say, on what, geez, I can't even think here. You're getting confirmation on whether you understand it or you don't understand it. So it's just mutual respect. Again, you have to give respect in order to get respect. So the bonus tip with this one, that is don't interrupt people. I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of it even to this day. I will interrupt people and I've interrupted my wife when she's talking. She's like, hey, let me finish. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah. And then I back off and say, you're right. Go ahead, finish what you need to say. The reason why this is important is let's say somebody's saying something in their first sentence or two, I listen to it and I'm like, whoa, whoa, I don't agree with that. It either pisses me off or I just simply disagree and may not have to piss me off. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to rebut what he or she's saying. And then I'm just waiting for them to stop to get my response. But waiting, just thinking about what I'm going to say, I'm not listening to the rest of what they're saying, where their third or fourth or fifth sentence, whatever, completely explains what may have made me upset in their first or second sentence. And then now when I go on them about their first or second sentence, they're like, yeah, I just said that. And, you know, did you not listen to the rest of what I had to say? And now I look like the asshole, which is quite often. I, I do look like the asshole quite often. Let people finish what they're saying. And then what I just said, don't focus on what you're going to say. Because when you're just focused on, oh, they said this, I'm going to come back with, with this. They said, A, I'm going to come back with B. If you're just focused on saying, on what you're going to say, this B over and over and over, you're just churning that in your mind. You're not focusing on what they're saying, the rest of what they're saying. You can miss vital information and then you look like an asshole. So don't interrupt people until they're finished. Now, since this is a podcast and I'm a podcaster, you know, there's going to be times when you're doing an interview that you guys are going to talk or guys and girls or girls, they're going to talk at the same time. It just happens. You can't be avoided. But since I'm the host, you guys out there interviewing somebody, you're the host, it's incumbent upon the host to say, oh, I apologize, please go. So it's up to us and I'm outside of a podcasting realm. Then one person goes, you know, usually it would be me say, okay, go ahead, say what you have to say. Just one person do it. So it's going to happen. But if you're doing a podcast, if you're the host, let the guests speak because they are coming on your show, even though they may have something to sell and it may increase the sales. It's still your show. This is Howard's blend. It's the Mark Jeffrey podcast show. It's incumbent on the host to let the guest finish if you talk at the same time. So that's just my opinion and my two cents. And that's it. That's the three tips I have to offer. So let me know what you think. Howard out. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Howard's Blend. That hurts my throat saying it. If you enjoyed the show and you found value in it, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, and subscribe. And conversely, if you don't like the show, you thought it was a piece of shit, leave a bad review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a low rating 
on Apple Podcasts and don't subscribe. Just please be honest. Now, the show is also available on Google, Stitcher, and Spotify if Apple Podcasts isn't your thing. Now, it's also the latest episode is available on my website. I know, I know. Yes, thank you for the applause. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let me bow. It's been, I think I talked about it on the very first episode of the podcast, which was like mid-March of 2019, so over a year ago. It's been 15 months since I started this podcast. Holy shit, how time flies. I talked about, I think on the first episode, that I'm, quote, building the website, which means I wasn't doing a fucking thing. But I finally got the website published. I'm using a GoDaddy website. It's www.howardsblend.com. And there's information on my story, which I'm actually going to make into an episode on its own. There's information on the podcast, you know, kind of the, a brief summary of the mind, spirit, body. There's also links where it'll take you to Apple Podcasts. And then I put a little snippet. I guess I call it a snippet. I don't know what you call it, but I basically get it from my podcast host. I put it on there, a widget or whatever you call it, where you can listen to the latest episode. I think it's, at this point, it's the first part of the beta alanine, even though the second part at the time I'm recording, this is already out, but I'll get that updated in about a week or so from this time, which, wait a second, this podcast won't even be released in that time. So whatever, pretty much the most really recent episode is going to be available on the website for you to listen to. And then you can click on there to go to Apple Podcasts, whatever. I may change that to my host, but whatever. I'm, I'm getting far off the topic here. There's the podcast. There's information on the nutrient drink I'm building or building, developing uh, soon. Hopefully sooner rather than later, there will be a link to a crowdfunding campaign to work on raising money to get the first shipment through a manufacturer of the product so I can sell it nationwide because I cannot. I say, yeah, the public out there, it is against the law to make a supplement in your house and then sell it interstate, interstate commerce. No, 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 can't do that. It's against the law. If you get caught, it could be big trouble. So you have to go through a manufacturer, you know, FDA approved, all that, all that fun jazz. So that costs money. So I'm going to be working on trying to crowdfund as one avenue to raise money to make the nutrient drink a reality. So I'll talk about it on the podcast when the crowdfunding is available, and it'll also be on the website. There's a store, even though the store is not ready yet. I got to go check with the uh, the print-on-demand company to see about integrating that with the website. So for anybody that's still listening, I'm sure probably a lot of people may have tuned out by now, but for those who are left, I greatly appreciate it. I don't have stacks of t-shirts, which is the first item I'm going to sell stacks of t-shirt in my closet or in the spare room print on demand so you order a shirt from my website that gets sent to the company that does the printing they start printing the shirt and then they ship it to you so it could take a little longer to get it because it's made when you order it hence print on demand but at this time i know they're they're really backed up with the virus going on and everything so you know obviously if you order something i'll be notified and then I can kind of keep you abreast of like, hey, this is where your order is, you know, kind of keep you up to date on it. There's also a link for contact me. So if you want to send me an email, and this goes into my next little spiel at the end of the show. If you have a question on the ep this episode in particular, a comment, you have a question or comment on our previous episode, ideas for upcoming episodes, or just 
about anything. My contact email, as well as where you can find me on social media, is in the description of the show. And on the website, there's a form where you can fill out to shoot me an email. And I think there's a link to Instagram and LinkedIn uh, on the website as well. They don't have a link for TikTok yet, but they have those other two social media. So feel free to reach out to me. I'm looking forward to listening from you or looking forward to, well, I guess, listening and hearing from you. And then uh, I guess that's pretty much it. So I appreciate you all tuning in and you should always listen to your mother.